0: The Boost podcast serves an energetic community of business leaders, entrepreneurs, and individuals who are growth-minded. If you, your business, or organization would like to share your service, product, or expertise with the Boost podcast community, contact Kelly Leonard. Email kelly.leonard at taylor-leonard.com. Again, that's kelly.leonard at taylor-leonard.com. Mm-hmm.
1: Hello and welcome back to The Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. Fellow podcaster Jonathan Dumas is a career transition coach, organizational psychologist, and diversity, equity, and inclusion consultant who's on a mission to empower Black millennials to uncover their brilliance through guided career transition coaching. During our conversation, we chat about optimizing relationships and securing thought leadership space. And now, Here's Jonathan. Hey there, Jonathan. Welcome to the Boost Podcast.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Kelly. How are you?
1: I am doing well, my friend. So for yes. folks who are hearing your name for the very first time, tell us a little bit more about yourself.
0: Yes. So my name is Jonathan Dumas. Um, I'm, a, you know, the first three things I love to say about myself is I'm a husband, I'm a brother, I'm a son. Those three identities are incredibly important to me. It influences who I am today how I go about my work, what I do, um, all all of me. Um, and what I do for work, but um, I like to identify as passions is I'm a podcast host, I'm a career transitions coach, and I am an organizational psychologist. So those are my three passions. I love to do those things all the time.
1: Oh, wow. Well, I want to learn more about the one passion that you have around career transition coaching. So tell us yeah. a little bit more about that work. What is it?
0: Yeah, so I would say even it came about because I love to help people discover mm-hmm. what they want to do, discover who they are, you know, what is next for them. And so um, career transition, because uh, I found in my own career journey that I have just stumbled and fumbled um, navigating through different parts of my career journey, a lot of which is because I didn't really know what I wanted. I allowed other people to tell me who I was, what was important, what my values were. And so in my work as a career transitions coach, I give people the space to understand what do they want to do in their career and help them navigate into that next transition um, into ultimately career joy, right? Uh, we've experienced or we've seen what happens after post-pandemic, what that means for all of us when it comes to work. And so I've seen and personally experienced the need uh, to have some kind of guide or support to navigate, you know, what does it mean to actually experience career joy? What does it mean to have a career that you enjoy, that you love, that you like the people that you work with, that you're, that there's values alignment, um, so on and so forth. So that's that's what I like to do in, in my work as a career transitions coach.
1: And I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe um, a, there's a particular demographic or segment of the population that you really find your own joy in mm-hmm. supporting, and that's Black millennials. So I would love to learn a little bit more about sort of that focus And why, I mean, outside of perhaps the obvious that maybe you are a Black millennial, I don't know, but tell me more about, like, why that segment?
0: Yes. So for me, I'll, 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 and I'll get personal with you, Kelly. I think for me, um, I I grew up uh, as often one of the only um, Black folks around, um, whether it was at work, um, at school, so on and so forth, And, and a lot of things. A lot of folks told me things about myself, like, you're smart. You're one of the good ones. All of these, like, dog whistled mm. identity kind of deals. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I internalized that. And I realized, you know, coming at a point of my, like, professional journey where I was like, you know, like, there's something about, like, the way that folks are saying that to me that, mm-hmm. like, is, is not meaning the, like, platitudes or, like, you know, high fives or, like, support that they, they mean it to. And oftentimes whoever says that to me is not another Black person. Mm-hmm. And so I just, like, A lot of my career stumbles and not knowing what I wanted to do, not just having this like career confusion and like ultimately like career despair really resulted in like me not being in spaces where I can be my full self. Mm -hmm. And so I know just given the context of the U.S., um, because my undergraduate career was um, history and political science. um, And so I really pay attention to history and what we know, historical context around black folks and work here in the U.S. really has its roots in enslavement. And there was points where we uh, as black folks had autonomy, had booming economies of our own, all these different things, right? But time and time again, we have been forced to kind of align or those things have been completely dismantled. And so what I have been, been um, seeing for folks that are in my shoes is that like, folks are like, I have done everything I was told that was supposed to be the right way. I've been told that like, I was to go to school, get good grades, go to get a college degree, get that job. And I get it and they're miserable. They absolutely don't like what they're doing and, and they look at themselves and they're like, what did I sacrifice? Right. And so I help people unpack what that means for them, particularly black folks, black millennials unpack what that means for them and really discover what they want um and, and transition from career despair into career joy. And that really comes to ask yourself who you are, what your values are, and where do you feel safe? Those are the three questions that I like to um navigate uh with my my clients on, particularly Just those black millennials.
1: Provide those questions again.
0: Yeah, it is. Who are you? What are your values? Mm-hmm. And then finally, am I safe? OK.
1: And so in unpacking responses to those questions, that then becomes a guide by which you're supporting folks through yeah. their career transition.
0: Absolutely. And so what I found just personally, because I've seen this through the lens and tested it through um, through a few clients is it amazes me how often I'll ask this very simple question of who are you mm-hmm. and the variety of answers that I get, right. A lot of times they'll lead with, Oh, this is what I do for work. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, um, this is where I went to school or um, all these, all these different things that really don't, they have to do with you, mm-hmm. but they're not, they aren't, are you, they, this isn't who you are. Right. And so when I couple the who you are question with like in the the realm of work, It really gets folks thinking of like, yeah, maybe I don't want, (laughs) you know, who I am to be this like lawyer. Like, honestly, like I've just had like, uh, maybe that's, that's not like my identity. Who am I? And that forces them to like unpack who they are. Mm -hmm. And then we ask like, all right, now that you're like trying to ask those questions and creating space to understand who you are, let's talk about like, what are your values? Have you ever asked yourself, like looking at a company or a trip or anything and looked at, looked at it through the, the, the. The lens uh, of your values. I had a call just before I hopped on this one where Mm -hmm. I was talking to a client. Um, and I just, you know, have you, I just asked her the question, do you know your values? Mm -hmm. She didn't know specifically, but I I also asked, like, have you ever asked these questions and looked at a job through those lens? Because for me, community, joy, authenticity are my three values. And Mm -hmm. if something doesn't give me joy, if I don't feel like I'm going to be surrounded by people that I like to be surrounded by, and if I can't be myself, my authentic self, then it's a no for me. <laughs> it's a no for me, dog. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think those, those three questions can be incredibly uh, uh, valuable. And I think the safety piece is one of those underrated ones, but incredibly crucial mm-hmm. because um, I had somebody tell me that I'm looking for a job right now, but I've never asked the question, am I going to be safe here? I've never asked the question, is this an environment that I'm going to be able to be psychologically safe? And in mm-hmm. some respects, um, uh, physically safe. And so, uh, I just think that those are very crucial questions as you're on your journey to uh, to experiencing um, what I've dubbed like career joy, which is mm-hmm. this inward peace, this stillness, this joy.
1: Yeah. And I do appreciate um, in your response to the even in me asking you the, mm-hmm. to share something about your background, like because it is, I think, human nature. Oh, I'm the director of whatever. or I'm the vice president mm-hmm. of of whatever. And then. When the day comes, because oftentimes that day will come where you lose that thing, Mm -hmm. it could be through a reduction in force or something, and it becomes devastating because you've been so closely wedded to that as your identity that then it's like when that is taken away from you, it's like, you know, it, it becomes potentially something more difficult to navigate because your identity is so tied up in your day to day sort of you're doing as yes. opposed
0: to you're being that's yeah. such a oh gosh kelly that's such a good question that's such a good point and yeah. another reason why like i asked that question and i don't like being asked like what do i do i always reframe it <laughs> I, I always reframe it mm-hmm. because it's like i am an organizational psychologist i am a career transition coach but like i love to read books i love to I played golf for the first time a few weeks ago. Like it really does. I feel like we're very human beings are very complex persons. And when we get to the part about work, we could talk about work. We could talk about those things. But I always, even in a networking work Mm -hmm. context, I always want to leave with like the humanity because I think, yeah, what we've seen and experienced in the last few years with the layoff of reduction of force and people losing their jobs. And it, it, it is a loss of like who they are and a piece of them legitimately. Um, and they're rightfully like confused and not sure of what to do next, um, because they've worked so hard to get to this place. And then all of a sudden that's taken away from them, um, by way of something that's completely out of their control. So that's a fantastic point, Kelly.
1: And so two terms that I've heard you use a couple of times, and while I could probably, I'd like to say I'm smart enough to figure out what they figure out what they mean, but I want to hear from you. How do you define, so what is career joy and what is career despair?
0: Thank you for asking that question. And I'm so sure that you (laughs) could have broken down. (laughs) Um, But career despair is the emotional and psychological distress that somebody will experience in the context of their occupation. And this is something that can be, um, uh, the, the word despair is something that is persistent. It's like deeply rooted in this belief that your career path, is stagnant it's become unfulfilling it's unchangeable you might be stuck right um and this is like exacerbated this is like enhanced um by all of the training time and effort you took to get to where you're at and so all of all of the feelings already uneasiness um despair stagnation all that is just it's exacerbated exacerbated by the fact that like you've spent all this time money energy to get to where you are and now you're not happy you're not fulfilled Right. Mm-hmm. That's what career despair is. Mm-hmm. And so career joy is the other, um, side of that spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. Where it is this deep and profound, um, fulfillment. It's this contentment experience when, um, your occupation or your profession aligns harmoniously. And there's a key word there, harmoniously with the inner sense of well-being, um, where you feel like this soul satisfying happiness. And it's, it's not necessarily, it is tied to your career. But it has something deep to do with like you have like you have alignment, like it's OK. Like it's even if you were to lose your job where you really enjoyed it, where you had that career joy, where you were you were in a space where you, where you felt that it is not the end of the world if you lose that particular job, because the job itself wasn't the one that was fulfilling you. Mm-hmm. It is the embodiment of joy that is actually fulfilling. You have like acknowledged you've separated this job, this place, this employment from like uh, from your personhood.
1: So out of curiosity, because we have a pretty diverse listening audience and by diverse, I mean like more age, like we have a, a, a you know, in terms of gener- generational diversity, they're mm-hmm. like from very new, very, um, green, so to speak in a career to folks who are well into, you know, sort of post retirement age mm-hmm. share with us for those of us who perhaps our parents, or maybe grandparents of millennials, mm-hmm. what guidance or advice, what, you know, one or two things would you say that you would offer up to us as a suggestion as we are supporting the young people mm-hmm. who are in our life, who are perhaps experiencing career despair? And I'm going to focus on career despair because I feel like. Well, I feel like you know, yeah, we could help folks who are in joy too, but you know really, truly, what I hear oftentimes in my circles are the stories of, oh my goodness, my son or my grandson or my daughter or my grand- or you know a young person in my life, and it's you know how do I help support them, and millennials, as well as the the gen
0: Z they're yeah. whole- all. Look, do you coach any Gen Z? (laughs) I've had a couple. I've had a couple. They different. (laughs) I love them. I love them. They different though.
1: (laughs) What piece of advice would you give us? And I mean, outside of us, perhaps even saying you need to call Jonathan because (laughs) you need a coach and I'm too close to coach you. Outside of that, like what, how can we guide them out away
0: from, or, or help steward them through um, despair? Yeah. So I actually have a roadmap for this. Um, So uh, it's five steps, but I'll give the first two, uh, because I think the first two are the most crucial. Um, And the first one is acknowledge, one acknowledge the emotion. So for In this, I, I, my target audience, the people that I work with the most, are millennials. But I would, I would, I would say that this is something that can be utilized by anybody, right? (laughs) Folks that have been doing this their career thirty years, it is not too late to make a change, right? Um, uh, uh. But I would say, like, if you're trying to support somebody, if this is something that you're experiencing and feeling, acknowledge what you're feeling. What that does is, is it actually allows you to feel, as cliche as it sounds, feel what you need to feel in that moment. Do you feel mm-hmm. guilty? Do you feel shame? Do you feel frustrated, annoyed, angry, upset, go through those emotions and acknowledge them. Cause mm-hmm. oftentimes what happens is that we try and power through. And what we've seen in powering through is there's actually some science behind this, but I'm not going to bore y'all with that. But, uh, when we ignore and like cut off our emotions of what we're actually feeling, um, mm-hmm. and not connecting with that, we're actually dehumanized in, in ways dehumanizing ourselves, right. And not paying attention to our humanity and our personhood. And, um, and so I would say, acknowledge those feelings, see those feelings, feel those feelings, feel feel that, right? The second step is actually practice self-compassion and or have compassion for others of what they're experiencing, right? Because mm-hmm. you, only, you can, <laughs> I'll use Nia as an example. I, um, all my life, I thought I was going to be a lawyer. My mom tells me, she, she told me this since I was like two years old. Um, and there's a long backstory, behind why that is crucial and why I thought and felt like I needed to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. But it was a month out before I was about to graduate from undergraduate. I knew in my bones that I didn't want to. And I was actually starting to have some anxiety and, and panic around that. And mm-hmm. so I remember having that conversation around my mom and telling her, hey, I don't want to be a lawyer. And she was like, oh, you can do whatever you want. 15 years later, she still, she <laughs> says, there's still t- you're still young, there's still time, but whatever. you know. Any- anyways, that's another story for another day. But so- what I had to do even years after that, right. When I wasn't a lawyer, when I was still feeling like I wasted my time that I, you know, what am I doing after I bounced around, bounced around, bounce around, I actually looked at, um, that anxiety around like not being a lawyer. And I said, you know what, what my anxiousness is doing right now, it's actually trying to, um, protect me. It's trying to show me something right. That, that, the, the root of that emotion is like not a, a rejection. It's fear. It's, letting my mom down, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I acknowledged that and then also said, I thank you for what you're trying to do, anxiety, but I'm actually going to approach a different direction with courage and bravery, right? Um, and I actually, you know, showed some compassion to, to that side of like trying to be guilty, trying to be shameful, because once you acknowledge and accept it and then also and just like embrace it, you're like, oh shoot, like you can actually navigate it a little bit better and like see what it's actually trying to do for you. So those are the two things that I would say.
1: Okay. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And I also know that you have uh, particular thoughts around professionalism and I'm throwing up air quotes, even though this is going to be audio only. Um, Yes. This whole notion of professionalism, just share with us and certainly I have thoughts about it too, because I'm just like, really like who defines it and how. So yeah. So tell me your thoughts.
0: Okay. So I have thoughts and some folks, I feel like black folks have a, Oh, <laughs> um, there's a spectrum of thought around professionalism. Um, but how I have experienced what professionalism is for me mm-hmm. is basically my blackness, my hair, the way I dress, how I talk is unacceptable in the corporate spaces that I was trying to occupy. Right. That I needed to be a cookie cutter model of whoever, um, some, some a white dude essentially, um, and if I and if I wasn't that, then like you need to start acting as close as possible to whatever that ideal is. And I will never be that. And so what I found in in this idea of professionalism, and I love the air quotes, Kelly, is that like uh, oftentimes who's defining that are older white men or these old models of doing business that old white men created, which they didn't have me in mind. They didn't have Jonathan with my m- uh, my twisty braids right now and all that stuff like in mind and my, you know, I'm about making my ancestors proud uh, sweater on. Um, they didn't have this look in mind when they talked about professionalism. They didn't have my slang and my AAV in mind when, when they talked about professionalism. And so for me, I think it is a hindrance to who I am and how I'm able to show up in the workplace. Um, and I think for a lot of black folks, it is because like I am not able to separate my blackness from who I am. Right. And actually my blackness, um, uh, uplifts and enhances my ability to be an effective organizational psychologist and a career transition coach, because like everything and all of me is incredibly and crucial and important to, to the work that I do. And I wouldn't even be able to like see the things that I see if I was, if I was trying to separate them. So I think professionalism quote unquote, tries to, um, separate who we are from who they want us to be. And we never, ever had the space to be who they wanted us to be anyways. We, we can't be a white person or a white woman or whatever. We can't be white. <laughs> so, Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Um. One of the questions, one of the three questions that you mentioned, and I meant to ask you, and I, when I looked at my notes just now, I was like, Ah, that's right. I wanted to ask the question, the safety-related question. Mm. How do you guide? Because in an interview, for example, if I were to ask a safety-related question, mm. and I'm in career transition, mm. how do I decipher mm. whether or not The response to that question is one that actually is authentic and that is based in truth and reality.
0: Mm, That's such a good question. I think one question that I often encourage folks to ask, and it seems very basic, Mm -hmm. but well, it's two, it's a piggyback question. So the first one is, it's like, what's your, what is your leadership style? Like, how do you, how do you interact with the people that you're, you're managing or leading on a team? And there's key words in there that, that, you know, sometimes will sound really cookie cutter and you can kind of like figure those. You know, I like to listen to people or give people, I have an open door policy, but like the follow up question would be like, can I have specific examples of the impact that you've had, um, around like, you know, when somebody came to you with something very hard or when they were struggling with something, like I, and, and, and see how they answer and, And navigate those kinds of questions, those follow-ups, because that would give a telltale of like how they actually handled it. Does it align with your? um, with your needs and how you show up at work. Um, because if, if they can answer that question effectively, then I, then that tells me something, right. If they can't even answer the first part of that question effectively, that Um, tells me something. So that, that's what I would say, Kelly.
1: Yeah, that's helpful. Thank you for that. And now as we're starting to wind down, I know you've got a project that you're working on, uncover your brilliance, the, a guided career transition. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
0: Yeah. So that is actually, um, my new framework and coaching package that I'm, I'm launching, um, that has this career joy roadmap built into it that has these questions. And so we navigate these different aspects along that. Um, and oftentimes I work with folks that, you know, they know how to do resume. They know how to interview very well. Um, cause they've already done it. They do that. Um, but I think they've never created the space to, um, or may have forgotten or all of the stuff they experienced has probably, um, covered uh covered up and dampened down who they are and the the brilliant people that they are. And so I just take them through, you know, this process where we we navigate that and create space for them to uh ask those three questions. Who are you? What are your values? And are you safe? Um in a way that that uh gets them towards um career joy.
1: Awesome. Well Jonathan, Mm -hmm. I appreciate everything that you do and your contributions to human flourishing. And so thank you. Create keep doing great things. And if folks are listening and they want to tap into all of the great things that you are doing, what's the best way for them to connect with you?
0: Absolutely. So first is I'm incredibly active on LinkedIn. Um, You can find me, Jonathan L. Dumas. Um, That's D as in dog, U, M as in Matthew, A as in apple, S as in Sam. Um, You can find me um, probably, you know, tall black dude smiling um, from ear to ear. And then, um, and then you can hit me up on my, uh, my website at hey, Jonathan uh, dot com. Um, you can sign up for the email list. You'll get, uh, the career joy workshop that I'm, I'm I'm, uh, gonna have as a freebie on there, as well as the career journey, uh, career joy roadmap, uh, for you to go ahead and nap, walk through this in a little bit more of a specific way
1: and share the name of your podcast and where can folks oh, tune? Yes.
0: So you can tune in literally everywhere. Um, five stars across the map, uh, fam. Uh, It is called highly visible and a little misunderstood. We just talk about um, real big things, big, complex things in nuanced ways. And so um, it is uh, it doesn't have the mess of the comment section, as I like to say. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Awesome.
1: Well, I appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for everything that you do. And thank you for just um, sharing your world with us today.
0: This was so wonderful, Kelly. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. You too.